Hello, I'm Noah Farrow. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for the first episode. Now, this show will chronicle my life as I take a 23andMe DNA test in search for my biological background. I really, really hope you guys enjoy it. Episode 1. Scooby-Doo. You need to spend time crawling alone through the shadows to truly appreciate what it is to stand in the sun. Some dude named Sean Hicks. 135,000 children are adopted each year. One of those years, a little fat child was born and adopted. That fat child was Ray Liotta. And me, Noah Farrow. And actually, I'm talking about me. Although Ray Liotta was adopted, and who knows, he could have been a fat kid. It was a simpler time. Kids are fat. I don't know. Like I said, I am Noah Farrow. I am an actor, screenwriter, podcaster here in Los Angeles, California. Um, You know, I woke up one day and I thought to myself, self, we all have a story to tell. Isn't that right? And that is true. So I thought, let's tell our story. And by our, I mean my. And by my, I mean story. I'm off track. Anyway, I'm a kid of adoption. Child of adoption, baby of adoption. I was adopted. Thus, the opening information. Now, the trick is, the kicker is, the <laughs> is, I don't know what that was. Sorry, guys. The deal is, I don't know much about my biological background at all. So, it may be a little digging. It may be a little, we may have to get a little dirty. But it's 2019. DNA is beautiful and affordable. You can run, but you can't hide. So what we're going to do is we're going to track down my biological heritage. I'm going to do this with y'all. We're going to do it together. Sounds fun, right? I mean, these people don't know me. They don't know I'm coming. What the hell on earth could possibly go wrong? Is this home? Bishop T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the rhythms and the beat and the music and the dance, it was familiar mm-hmm. to me. It's like a set of twins who were separate. Fun fact, I have somewhat of a phobia of twins, but you know what? Uh, my bad. Uh, carry on, T.D. Uh, Mr. Jakes. Bishop, it's like a it's gone who were separated at birth and raised in two different parts of the world, and they meet together for the first time. I said, "You're strangely familiar to me. Mm. Your smile, your laughter—I understand it. I look in your eyes, and I know what you mean. I know what you think. I swear I know you, mm-hmm. but I can't remember where from. And for the first time in my life, I wondered what I would have been had I not been sla- enslaved in my ancestry." And that produced a hunger down in me to see what was on the other side of the Middle Passage. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was from a show called African American Lives. It follows the DNA journeys of uh, several African American stars as they trace their lineage uh, through specific, uh, well, back to specific countries and then 
hopefully smaller tribes within those countries. It's pretty interesting. Um, now, if you don't know much about the Atlantic slave trade, I won't get deep into it. Let's just say Atlantic slave trade, Jim Crow, Reconstruction, several other things um, prevented or prevents us to this day as African-Americans. Oh, by the way, I am black. <gasps> yes. Surprise. <laughs> yes. To this day prevent us knowing actually just two, three, four generations behind us, let alone um, what tribe we're from, what, what country we originate from. Are we Nigerian? Are we East African? Are we West African? Where are we from? So the show attempts to show these stars um, where they are from DNA wise. Now, um, Oprah was one of the stars. Chris Tucker, Ben Carson. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that makes me giggle, but it does. <laughs> anyway, it came out around 2006, 2008, I believe. And um, I don't know. I just remember very vividly. I walked into the apartment after work. Uh, nighttime. Um, I think it's like November or so. Can't quite remember, but it's dark outside. So I'm sit. I get myself a beer from the refrigerator. Sit down. Take a load off. Turn on the TV. Ugh, exhausted from the day. And then there's a show. Now, in front of me on the show is Oprah Winfrey. I don't know if you noticed this, but you can't just. I mean, you can't just turn the TV away from Oprah. You got to listen to what the hell Oprah got to say. So, um, in respect of the queen, I turned up the TV. What does Oprah have to tell me? And this was the show that she was on. Um, in the show, she thought she was Zulu, uh, to which they broke this long story short. They said, uh, you're not Zulu because no South Africans were brought over on the slave trade. Sorry. But that kind of thing throughout the show uh, kept popping up. Just different stories that we were told, we African Americans were told throughout history, some of them being true, some of them not true. And um, DNA was a powerful, powerful vehicle to to I don't know, just reunite a piece of of these people. And at that moment, I felt the hunger, the hunger that Bishop T.D. Jakes spoke about. Um, my hunger was on two levels, the hunger for a, a journey to my African heritage, but also a hunger to journey to connect with my personal uh, biological background. And now at this point, I'd like to think hmm, there are two sides pulling me toward this journey. One is in the macro macro being kind of the genetic level. Um, uh, it reminds me kind of a, of a magnet 
attracting its opposite, right? And then also you have the micro. The micro is, and these may not make any sense, but this is just how I look at it. So the, in the micro terms is more like your personal universe, me, individual. No individual has a diff. No individual shares the same universe. Everybody smells things different, smells things different, tastes things different, sees things different. Everybody's universe is different. That's less on the genetic level in my eyes. It's more just like, I don't know. Sky isn't blue. Time is an illusion and the Beatles suck. It's just things that we tell ourselves in order to make the world make sense when the world doesn't make sense. Sorry, that was a little Debbie Downer. But it's true. The human mind does not like incomplete puzzles. The human mind does not like incomplete stories. We need to fill in the blanks. We fill in the blanks. And when the blanks don't make sense, when the world is chaos, know what we do? Our mind fools us. Gives us illusions. Makes us see things that aren't there in order for it to make sense. This is not some um, mumbo-jumbo, by the way. This is actually physics. <laughs> I'm not just sitting here smoking on something, baby. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you know how deep I'm about to be on y'all real quick. And Bishop T.D. Jakes, as we discussed, he spoke about you know the hunger to know the past. And at that point, I kind of, for the first time, had that hunger. It's 2008. I had that hunger. It just it appeared in my mind, you know. Maybe it was just a belief that this could actually be something. I saw the future. And the future was Walmart. We'll talk about Walmart later. Um, strange thing with dealing with the adoption before we even talk about how we got to the promised land of this whole podcast is how I feel about both sides there's the mother side and the father side. Quite honestly, not even all that interested in finding the father side. I actually don't hold the father side up to the same standards, which you may find to be um, scuzzy, to which I say, meh. You know why? Because um, as we are finding out in the papers and the funny papers. No, it's not funny. Not funny papers, but as we're finding out in the news, um, guess what? A woman's body is a woman's body, and they can do what they want to with your body, correct? Um, so when that baby comes out of your body, it seems to me that there's quite a connection, a different connection, a special connection. And so I guess at some point in my life, I started to realize, hey, um, that is a hell of a give up with that kind of connection. So, yeah, 
walking toward the inevitability of this moment, just know that I have a different way of thinking about the mother's side versus the father's side. It's just how I'm thinking. I, I guess the best thing, here's the best way of looking at it. Have you guys ever watched the movie Looper? One of my favorite movies. And it's kind of a similar plot um, and theme as like the Terminator, where the mother will go through hell and back, risk everything to protect her child who is special. Now in the Terminator, the child is special because he's supposed to save the world in Looper, uh, by the way, giving away a little of the story in Looper, the child is special because he is like baby Hitler. He, he is like the next Hitler, but Bruce Willis's character goes back in time and knows that he's baby Hitler and as basically asking you this question, if you knew Hitler, baby Hitler, and you can go back in time, you can stop baby Hitler. Would you kill baby Hitler? Same kind of question we're asking ourselves at this point in time. The whole theme of the movie. But that theme sums up the power of a mother's love. Because ultimately, she knows who he ultimately grows up to be. And yet, she believes in her son. She believes that there's a way to change him. Now that she knows, maybe she can make some sacrifices. Maybe she can take some steps to not raise baby Hitler. Now, meanwhile, Bruce Willis's character, again, has gone back into time. He's there to kill baby Hitler. He doesn't want to hear all that mess about what you could do because time has already spoken. Time says that he's baby Hitler got to die. The end of the movie, she's willing to sacrifice her life for a child that she knows will grow up to be evil, but she loves him. She stands in front of a shotgun that Bruce Willis is going to unload on her if necessary, but she doesn't care. She can change who we're calling baby Hitler at this point in time. Mother's love. So I do have a different way of reflecting, of looking at the situation. So going forward, this could be a sprinkle of weirdness. It's 2019. And the weird thing. Getting back to Walmart. DNA tests are at Walmart next to the Cheez-Its. So, of course, when I'm in the Walmart shopping for Cheez-Its, it often gets me thinking, maybe it's time for me to pick this 23andMe up. But I always find a reason not to take the test. 
procrastinating. Procrastination is fear dressed in nonsense. It's just It's just fear manifesting itself in a different light. I recognize that, and that's what that was. So every time I got those Cheez-Its, I was eating my delicious Cheez-Its. <laughs> but I always took a pirate's eye to the 23andMe that was to the left-hand side of me. So fate kind of stepped in and fate in the form of my friend, my long friend, long friend, long friend, long-term friend. We've been friends for a while. Is that where we're going? Friends for a while. Bear with me, people. This is live. It's not live. But uh, my long, long friend, we're going to just leave long friend, uh, Tia. She steps in. We uh, have dinner. So she comes into LA. We have dinner. It's not dinner. It's drinks. Um, and we just, I don't know how the subject came. I don't even remember the subject, but it came up apparently. And because uh, the next day she tells me, hey, uh, I just got you a 23andMe. It's going to be there. Oh, maybe a week or so. Enjoy. Happy birthday. Well, thanks, homie. I appreciate it. Now, that moment, you could pretty much say is a life-switching, changing moment. As long as I follow through. The biggest thing is, am I willing to follow through? Uh... Let's get a couple things out of the way. There's three things you should know about what I know about this whole adoption thing. One, I was born in Oklahoma. That's known for the Dust Bowl, tornadoes, and Garth Brooks. Love you, though, Oklahoma. I love you. Don't trip. Two, uh, Oklahoma has a pain in the ass closed adoption system um, like none other a problem i actually called them um before before the whole dna situation i think this was maybe after i had watched um the show and called them and this was actually yes definitely after i watched the show and i called them and they explained to me um spoke to several different people hey good luck (laughs) pretty much where i got got from this conversation good luck you might have to do some court stuff and um, good luck with that. We have very strict adoption policies, to which I said, all right, cool. Part of me was, again, procrastinating. What's procrastination? Fear in disguise. So I dropped it. The third thing I, I know about the adoption situation is that I'm a black guy. Those are your big three. Oklahoma. Close adoption. I'm a black dude. Not much to go on.
Now, Tia gives me the 23 and me. She says it's going to be mailed to me. Um, one thing you got to know about me is I don't like to accept help. And so, knowing this about me, she says, um, guess what? You're going to get this 23 and me. It's going to be arriving at your doorstep or at your mail, on your mail, in your mail. Enjoy. Happy birthday. Shut up. That's essentially how I heard it. Shut up. Don't say nothing. You got it. Enjoy. Change your life, foe. A few weeks passed. A few weeks passed, and I completely forget about the whole situation until it pops up in my mailbox. I don't check my mail every day. I don't like the mail. Me and the mail have problems. Because me and the mail only talk when the mail wants to give me bad news. Not giving me good news. Anyway, we're not going to go down the mail. My in my mail issue. Um, I get the 23 and me out and I go upstairs into my apartment, lay it down on the, the table and I'm the counter, kitchen counter actually. And I'm just staring at it for God knows how long. It was at least 10 minutes. I'm just standing there staring like I'm lost. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, this is absolutely a game changer right now. I could match up with the third cousin, fifth cousin, first cousin. And if it was like a first cousin or a sister, I mean, there's the answer right there. It's not even a, I don't know. That's exciting, right? And that's what I'm thinking. I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm procrastinating. And all that emotion is popping in and out of my head. And I'm thinking to myself, all I have to do is open this box right now. I'm about to open this box. We're going to open this box. We're going to open this box, change our life, get this party started. Right? Right? Nah. I um, grabbed my keys, exited the apartment, slammed the door behind me. Didn't come back for another 24 hours. So, drama. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. I am Noah Pharaoh. You can find me on Instagram at the Pharaoh King. You can find me on Twitter on, at the Pharaoh King. Um, I appreciate you guys. Go out there, rate, review, um, five star me on um twitter no excuse me on um on apple because they changed that now so it is a little different i don't know how that works anymore well they have it with i get back to me guys i think they have it because i don't know <laughs> i don't do apple um phones but get back to me um because i think it, it may have changed um how you do it but Help me out. Thank you. So now we're going to do Super Avengers style at the end of each episode. This is going to be me rambling about the situation at hand. Um, no real notes, which I'm not a big note guy anyway. I don't like outlines. But anyway, um, different story for a different day. Um, yeah, so it's just going to be me just talking um i guess taking you behind the curtain behind the scenes of how i'm feeling um i will say that uh 
not a big feeler. <laughs> I'm, I've masked my emotions throughout the history of my life. And so generally, um, yeah, not a feeler. So I'm working on the feelings because, you know, actor, gotta feel. So since I really started diving into this, of course, I've worked and worked and worked on it. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't have a true feeling right now because it's not a tangible thing. We haven't gotten back the results. Uh, I don't know. Now, maybe when I get the results back, but here's me. I tend to go numb. Right. So in situations that might be stressful, I just kind of whoop, numb it out, turn into data, Star Trek. Suddenly, suddenly I just don't understand emotion. I just don't get it. What the hell is going? What is going on? I don't want these tears that you have. Data did not have a British accent, but damn it. I do right now. And that was kind of Australia and that was kind of Courtney. And now I'm all over the place. So. Um, I guess feelings wise is not, I'm not anxious. I'm not excited. Um, what I have noticed is that the people around me, my friends and family are kind of, I won't say they're walking on eggshells. They are worried. They keep asking me. So, um, so if this comes back and so happens to match up. How do you think you'll feel about it? And I say to you, eh, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. So can we, can we, can I breathe? Can I live? Can I do things? I don't know. I do not know. And the interesting thing is I, it really is kind of a, which brings me to the podcast. It's extremely life changing and it's a situation that does not happen a lot. It's not a everyday thing where then I think that's where the idea for the podcast came from. I'm not a very open to y'all kind of person. Like I'm not just going to be telling my business openly. Now, if you ask me, <laughs> I'll run my mouth. But if you're not asking me, I'm not just like, hey, I have my stuff. Hear it all. Hear it all. Hey, mister. Extra, extra. No, I don't. I'm not that dude. Um, so when I started the podcast, it was kind of a shock to me. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. I don't think this happens a lot. And. I do have a communication degree. <laughs> Mass communication. <laughs> I've done this kind of stuff before. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, maybe I should do a podcast about it. And then I thought, okay, let's do a podcast about it. But I don't know how vulnerable I want to be. Vulnerability is a tricky, tricky thing. If you look at your favorite artist, this thing is always your well, just any artist, actually. They're the ones that are able to be vulnerable. Whether it's a painter, whether it's a sculptor, which is, oh, which is, whether it's a 
singer bring you to your emotion because we're all human except for the androids that are coming so yeah um so that's rare i guess the more worrisome part is how i was going to put this all together and how much i plan on sharing with y'all we'll see um but yeah i think it's going to be cool i think um I think at some point I'm going to be pretty scared. But who knows? Um, And that might not be finding the male side, but more finding female side. We'll discuss at some point how I feel, um, why the difference is what it is in my mind. But that's for another episode for another day. So really, right now, I'm feeling lovely. I'm feeling excited. I'm ready to go. Let's see where I'm from. I say the Congo. But who knows? We'll find out. Conganese, Conganese. I think I'm Conganese. I think I'm Conganese, guys. Actually, I think I'm Nigerian. Uh, but who knows? Thank y'all again. We'll discuss later on. I'll let you.